I'm a zombie. I've been bitten. You're listening to the survival podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, Lou? It's going about as good as you can expect right now. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, we haven't done a show in a few weeks, um, as per we our... Address, we should address the big elephant in the room. Yeah, there's a big elephant in the room. It's called COVID-19, and I know everyone's been hearing about it nonstop, no matter where you live country province state whatever so i want to we want to get in front of it uh it's the reason we didn't record last week there was just a lot of shuffle as everyone tried to learn how to work from home and adjust to this the new normal for for the foreseeable future for the next couple weeks i mean honestly i have no idea but uh, Uh, i I will say this my my employer says we're going to be working from home till at least may so uh, there was a bit of, I, I, not, it wasn't too bad for me, but most of my team for my job, there was a learning curve to working from home. Uh, I worked from home with my broken leg, so that's not so, not too, too bad. Uh, not everybody was as lucky as me and mm-hmm. had practice with it, so. Yeah, and I mean, I've, uh, I work from home, I, I have a home office, so I work from home from time to time, so it wasn't a huge transition, but basically, um I want, and I've said this on all the podcasts I'm on, uh, and and my co-hosts have agreed in that uh, the, the podcasts are now more important than than ever before. You know, uh, we already essentially practice social distancing by recording uh, thousands of miles apart from each other, so we're good on that front. And this content, uh, even though it's maybe thirty minutes to an hour, allows you to you know have something to to listen to you know your favorite netflix show or your favorite podcast so i personally see this as an opportunity to uh you know we probably we have fans who get the new episode in the feed and like oh man they're excited so that's why um i feel it's important for podcasters to to keep doing what they're doing and you know certainly say like we're not going to talk strictly about covid19 all the time there's going to be stories related to it we have one today uh, there's going to be delays that for our favorite entertainment products that are that are going to pop up. So, yeah, just uh, just keep that in mind, and hopefully we'll try to strike a, a, a balance when it comes to discussing you know news and content. But we've got some fun stuff planned for the upcoming you know weeks and months. So Lou and I are excited that we are. Uh, I, I, there's definitely some content coming out and stuff that's not being delayed. So that, that that's exciting news. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, without further ado, let's jump into the show. Let's let's talk news. Uh, we've got a couple of stories here. One, a follow up from our last episode. Uh, HBO is doing a, a series on The Last of Us and they've continued to trickle out information. Mostly I find via Twitter between Neil Druckmann and it's Craig Mazin, is it? Yep. Yeah. Um, so Neil Druckmann has confirmed that the composer for The Last of Us Part 1 and 2, Gustavo Santaolala, I'm 
butchering his last name. I feel I did pretty good on his first name. How do you pronounce that last name there, Lou? I would say it's Santo Alala. Santo Alala, yeah. Uh, we'll just call him Gustavo. So Gustavo is going to be uh, working as composer with the HBO series, which this is going back to our conversation on the last episode. I feel the key way to do a proper adaptation is to bring as much as you can from the source material that can be adapted. And I think, you know, music in a video game, music in a movie, if it's a solid composer, you can bridge that gap. And I don't think there's much of a difference. There's actually probably more work involved in in composing for a video game in that you have to take in the player's actions as opposed to just cutting to the the edit you get from the editing room, right? Um, yeah. I don't, don't quote me on this. I don't know the actual, or I don't know for certain how movies are composed, but I'm pretty sure they get a rough cut and they compose to the rough cut. Is that? Yes. Okay. I, I, yeah, but in video games, you're in the trenches. You're doing, you're doing that stuff. Sometimes you do get rough animations to work with for, for certain cutscenes, but I think, I think that makes sense to bring him over and the music in that video game would transition very well to television. And I think, yes, it would. That music is part of the reason it was so good. Yes, it is. I I would agree with you 100% on that. I'm still not excited for it uh, as a product because I played that game. I know that story. I'm not really crazy about having to watch it, but Uh if it gets critical acclaim, maybe I'll check it out. But I'm not running running for the hills to, to... I'm not running to the hills for more Last of Us. I mean, I I don't even think Last of Us 2 is even exciting me, to be yeah. honest. Well, Last of Us Part 2 will be out in May if all works out um, with with uh, what's going on in the world. Um, but, it, but it is interesting when you look at The Last of Us. I was listening to... I'm about two weeks behind on my podcast, so I've got plenty of podcasts to keep me busy as I work from home and, and uh, take care of a newborn, but um, which has not arrived yet as of this recording. But... I look at, there was a conversation about adaptations and someone had explained, uh, it was the giant beast cast and Vinny was explaining, explaining why he wasn't excited, as excited as everyone else, or maybe it was Alex, um, wasn't as excited about this adaptation. And the argument they came up with was, you know, when a move, an original movie comes out, do you read the novelization? And I thought, okay, interesting. You know, that's an interesting comparison. I think the novelization is very much just a marketing tool as opposed to this movie is is a straight-up adaptation. I see it very much as your favorite book getting adapted into a movie. Yeah. But then there's also the argument, well, a book is very, you know, it's all words as opposed to visuals, whereas a video game, that's that's visuals, and you're just translate, translating it to a new medium, and you're telling the same story. So I'm... I see both sides of the argument for sure when it comes to this. And at the end of the day, I just, I hope it's good. I hope it's good. But my my guess is that it's not really going to be created for you and I. It's going to be created for people who didn't play the game. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. It's a great story. I'm sure that people are going to love it. It's just a matter of, I don't know if I want to go through that again. Yeah, there's some stuff that happens in that game that... I mean, I kind of almost look at it as like, you know, Game of Thrones. You had really good source material and the seasons that adapted that source material were very good. And maybe this is the same thing. Like you've got the creator involved. 
I need to see it. Um, I enjoy HBO's treatment of adaptations uh, when they have source material. And uh, Neil Druckmann seems excited. So I'm excited that he's excited. That means a lot to me um, when the creator is, is excited about their work being being adapted and they're involved. So we'll continue to, to kind of look at this and, and uh, report on it as we have more news and discuss it. But you know what uh, I'm excited. You know what I'm excited for, Ryan. I I have a feeling I know, but I want you to I want you to tell me what are you excited about, Lou? Resident Evil Three comes out in a couple of weeks. It, literally, like a week and a half. Like actually a week. We're recording this on Thursday, so when this gets on the feed, if you're listening to it as soon as it launch, launches, Resident Evil Three will be available next week. And if you want to get a head start and or a taste, you can play the demo. And Lou, we were talking pre-show. You're trying to go in in dark. No, I, I, I'm not even going to play the demo. Yeah, I I wouldn't. I did. I, I, I but... mean, I I will. I'm a lie. I really, really, really loved my time with the Resident Evil Two remake. Mm, yeah. But I will admit to fans now, I did not play all the way through with Claire because the tyrant just got on got on my nerves. Mm. Uh, when I was playing with uh, Leon. I felt like I could stealthily sneak around, but something happened on my Claire playthrough where he would literally just stand outside rooms waiting for me. Hmm. Like he never walked away. Or if he did, it was like enough to me for, that as soon as I did anything, I had to run. And I just got, it got really old really fast. Hmm. And I didn't have that experience with Leon. So I, I can't remember. I think I had, I think of the opposite experience and maybe it's maybe it's the a b playthrough you know maybe the b playthrough has more like when i was play, i started with claire and then i went to leon and leon felt like i had more interactions with with mr x but i was able to i was able to kite him i was pretty i got pretty good at that but um i did play the demo for resident evil 3 and i know we talked pre-show you're you're looking to go in dark so i won't i won't go into details but i would say this if you're interested in the game and you want to, bu- and you're going to buy it sight unseen because you enjoyed Resident Evil Two. You will be pleasantly surprised to to play what feels like this, a similar treatment given to a very old game, uh, and and I think that there's also some additions to it that bring it closer to the uh, four f- four five six uh, well four five that we really do enjoy. You know, there's more feels like there's more tools at your disposal without completely ruining this this uh, the original game but um it's it's uh it's got the rooms it's got the map it's got the things you're picking up like that is what i crave you know those those aspects of that's what i loved about resident evil 2 the the zombies and the tyrant and all that stuff just uh that was icing on the cake it was the puzzles and the collecting and even the inventory management uh, that I that I really enjoyed. So and it was, and it wasn't that bad in the no. remake. It really wasn't. No, it, they they struck a good balance. It's it's really, I, kudos to Capcom for just pulling off a remake of Resident Evil Two and Three, like such a weird choice. And I know those two games never got the treatment, but like, where do you go from here? Like, do you do? I still think Resident Evil 4 could be... I mean, if you can remake Resident Evil 2 and blow people's socks off, I think you could do it with 4. Um, I agree. I would agree with that. I mean, 5 and 6 are probably, you know, too close. 
but I think four still has that. No, they could remake six. <laughs> well, they could mean, remake six. They could. I hate six. six. I don't remember playing much of six. I, from what I played of six, it was kind of like okay, you guys, you guys went too it's far. It's just bad. It's just bad. There's like eight stories or something, if I remember correctly. Like four there's pairings sto- of two there's characters. There's eight stories, and every story plays differently. Like Leon's story plays like an original Resident Evil story, mm. and then when you play as Wesker's son. That story plays like a like like a spy game, and then when you play as Chris, Chris plays like Gears of War but without any ammo, so you're constantly running out of ammo. It's it it it's bad. Yeah. Well, um, we won't talk about Resident Evil Six, but Resident Evil Three will be out, and you can check out the demo. Um, the demo does drop you in pretty. Pretty much, um, I would say, probably after the opening of the game, it feels like. And you kind of have to have an understanding of what you're doing. There's some pop-in. There's some pop-in in the sense that there's characters that just show up that you haven't been introduced to before. So if you are looking to go in blind to Resident Evil 3 and you play this demo and you don't really know what's going on, uh, I would recommend skipping it and just and just checking out the game because it's solid, feels great, runs amazing on playing on PC, I've heard no complaints about performance um, in terms of the other consoles. So just uh, one more week and we will have thoughts on it because both Lou and I are getting it and uh, we'll find some time to check out Resident Evil 3 as well as the multiplayer. So excited about that fun stuff. Um, Lou, we, we did say we would uh, we, we had a story about COVID-19 and this one surprised me. Kind of caught me uh, off guard when I saw this story. And we'll start with the fact that the Walking Dead finale, episode 16, will not air uh, in April. They are delaying it due to the the COVID-19 virus. It has delayed post-production to a point where they are unable to finish it. So season 10 will end with episode 15. Um, What that means for the story, we have no idea. But if you remember back to last year... When season nine ended, episode 15 was very much the quote unquote Walking Dead ending we're used to, you know, the cliffhanger, people die, blah, blah, blah. And then it went more the Game of Thrones route where episode 16 was a, a separate story, but continued to tell the the tale of the characters reacting to what had happened in and I, the penultimate I, I, episode. And I think that that's fine. Uh, most Walking Dead seasons, when they end, it's always the the next episode kind of leads you to where the next season's going to go. Hmm. And if we don't get that, that's fine. I mean, we're, we're Yeah. And we'll get episode 16. Eventually they're saying it'll air as a special event at some point once they're able to complete it. And, and really like when we think, when we get right down to it, uh, the episode was to air in three weeks at, at the time of this, uh, at the time of this announcement. So in terms of post-production, unless they were really crunching, which they could have been, um, there probably wasn't an immense amount of work, but the amount of work that was left to do was impossible with the current situation of people working from home and, and not being able to to gather uh, to work on this stuff. So I think they just needed a bunch more time, and I, I feel like we get we get this episode 16 in the summer. That's my prediction, uh, is, is summer. Now, we, alongside this news, we also got and I think this is related to a discussion we can have, The World Beyond, which was the third spinoff series, 
is going to premiere later in 2020 as well. It's been delayed. And so, and, uh, and Fear has been delayed as well. Uh, yeah, I didn't see that story, but it, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, Fear, I think, is still shooting? Cause like, uh, shooting has been halted from what I understand. Yeah, and that ended on a cliffhanger. So Fear the Walking Dead... And and this was the thing we had no idea when Fear was gonna when was was gonna launch. Uh, the World Beyond was I think it's a limited series, right? It was twelve episodes. It's 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 two ten episode or twelve episode seasons, and right. it's done. So I was wondering if maybe they were just gonna go back to back to back and then just continue. I but... from what I understand, the original plan was that that they were going to premiere world beyond and then as soon as world beyond hit its 10 episodes we were going to go roll right into fear Mm -hmm. um so with everything that's going on i'm guessing we're going to get a couple of months without walking dead i mean the funny it's not funny but uh i don't want to necessarily like uh, upset people but with the way this is going if this virus situation continues into the summer which is prime time filming in Atlanta, Georgia for Walking Dead Prime. Uh, all of it, really. I think they shoot all of it in that area. So that causes concern for even season 11 of The Walking Dead. Uh, the movies, The Walking Dead movies, I think they're still in the scripting phase right now, but. Everything's going to be delayed. Exactly. And I think that's the core thing that we have to remember is that anything that was releasing after the end of March is going to experience some sort of negative effect from from this virus for good reason because again people are uh doing their best to you know flatten the curve and the way to do that is to avoid gatherings social distancing is important so again like movie productions hard thing to do um when will we be back to normal who knows how is it going to affect the walking dead or some of our other favorite entertainment uh we just talked about the last of us that could be delayed last of us part two this is, is out late may um there was news resident evil 3 it, it it's coming out on april 5th but there could be you know stock issues with the physical uh uh editions of it so if you want to play resident evil 3 at launch it might be worth looking at a digital release uh, uh, uh can i plug the fact that uh fanatical is it like 25 percent off uh yeah so if you're i bought looking it on to buy, yeah go ahead i was gonna say i was gonna say buy fanatical's got it for like 20 bucks cheaper than it, it normally is so yeah i ended up getting it i think green man gaming had a deal around that sort of 25 percent range uh right around the announcement and and i and i picked it up there so i just it's something to keep in mind as we go forward and i think uh no one should really no one should hold any ill will towards these delays. I think they're just they're nope. just part of it. And I don't know anybody. I haven't read or heard anybody that's getting upset with these no. delays. I think yeah. I think the public and pretty much everybody's on on the same boat that it's like, yep, yeah, no, no, safety first, safety first. Yeah, and you can be disappointed. I was disappointed when I heard the Walking Dead finale was delayed and and kind of a little like confused. Like, but if that's how close they cut it, like three weeks before. Now, obviously, this has been going on for a while, so this could have been like maybe a month and a half that they couldn't get this thing done. Uh, and they had to, they had to make the call at some point and they made it three weeks before, but, um, it was disappointing. I had no idea that they ran the clock that, you know, so close to the finish line. That's, that's kind of crazy. It's usually, it's like usually three to four weeks. 
Yeah. Well, it makes sense then. Um, I mean, take as much time as you need. Like uh, the only show, I mean, maybe that's where the sort of Netflix model drop it like it's hot kind of works and that like you're getting that complete story no matter what. So in the week to week model, I, I get it. Sells advertising, that sort of thing. But um, if it's any consolation, I think you look at there was a, a tweet by one of the writers of episode 15 and they did say like episode 15 will serve as a solid finale and 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 keep people satisfied until episode 16 does eventually air so i mean we haven't discussed walking dead i think i'm caught i'm caught up uh i am not i am not i've only seen the first two episodes yeah from from the return yeah which we do i think we discussed did we discuss both of them no we discussed the first one. one um I will say that where it's at right now is interesting and there we're obviously going to discuss it in detail uh on the next episode because yeah don't spoil anything for them we no, got something no. bigger to we got something bigger to talk about we now we got something bigger to talk about but I want to say that they are doing some interesting things making lemonade uh out of lemons that's all I'll say and that's my personal opinion um and those who watched uh, are caught up will know what I'm talking about. Lou probably can can figure it out. He's a smart guy. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, let's yes, you're right. I digress. Let's talk about our topic, which is uh, Zombieland Two. We watched it during Extra Life. We got a fifty dollar donation, which allowed us, which you know led to us. It was a perk, led to us picking three movies that we are going to discuss. And the first one we picked was Zombieland Two. And uh, Lou, I'm I've been talking a lot. I want to hear your thoughts on on Zombieland two because this is a ten year in the making sequel. Yeah, let's first forget that there was ever a, a pilot for an Amazon TV show that was terrible. I don't remember that. Um, we uh, we watched it. It was one of our first episodes. Are you sure? Like, are you sure? Yes. I'm yes. I'm wondering like these this is the guy the same director that did Deadpool and Deadpool two and you're telling me they didn't have they 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 they, they had they Deadpool were involved they were involved in the TV show but they did not write or direct it but they were producers on it oh he it was the writers for Deadpool yeah no he did Venom this is the Venom guy yeah and mm. I will tell you, I will tell you right now uh I went into this with very low expectations because I was like oh spend ten years. I am. It'll be good, but I don't know if it's going to excite me as much as the first one did. I have watched this movie three times. Wow! I bought it and then I watched it three times. Uh, obviously, I'm joking. I know that the Amazon series, but um, yeah, three times. So here's the thing. Uh, it's like, uh, it's a movie that works really well as a sequel to a movie that came out 10 years ago. It's it's literally everything you could ask for. It's weird watching it. It kind of feels like you're watching something that you you dream about and you're like, mm, they're never going to make that. Like it's it's the perfect storm. The first one was the perfect storm in that you had all these people who were, you know, in varying degrees of a career and and then shot into the stratosphere after the movie came out. There's no way they were making And then they did. And it's kind of like, what? How does that even? And then they get even more people involved yeah, in this and, one <laughs> like yeah and, and, and the thing i liked about this one is is they didn't they almost told the same story again mm-hmm. 
like the exact it, it's it, it is almost the exact same story as the first one except they all start out together rather than them having to all get together in the during the course of the first movie mm-hmm. yeah it's uh you're right it, it does kind of um, it, it rehashes uh, the, the 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 journey I, and- Okay, and I was excited for everything right up to the beginning when they show up at the White House and they're blowing zombies away and they're doing zombie killer of the week, zombie killer of the year. And I'm like, okay, good. They're remembering all of their old bits. This is awesome. This is great. And then they introduced that Emma Stone, Wichita, and Little Rock leave again, which made sense to the way the plot was going. And then they introduced Madison. (laughs) Yeah. And I was literally like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this. I, In fact, I, I'm pretty sure I don't like this. And then they don't dwell on Madison for very long. And right about the time they cut Madison out, I was like, you know, I was starting to like that character. And then she comes back again, and I was like, oh, wow, this is... Uh, this is not what I was expecting. This is kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, her exit was interesting because I was like, she's eating the nuts and she's eating the trail mix in the back of the seat. And I'm like, she and they're playing her up as this. So here's the thing. Um, I'm not particularly fond of, you know, this is the dumb blonde valley girl type thing. And they play it hard. Like she is, she's not got much up there in terms of her, her, her smarts. Um, and, and I'm not a big fan of, of, of that. If, if you're, if you're just playing off, she's stupid and that's why it's funny. And I think they do a a good job at balancing that where it's not strictly that it's just kind of the way she interacts with people. And, and, uh, it worked a little, it worked okay. But then when she's eating the trail mix, it's like, Oh, they're setting this up. He, she's allergic and, and she didn't actually get bit. It's plausible uh, it, that she got bit because it was a, it was a scuffle. But I uh, thought I saw her get bit, so yeah. I wasn't surprised when she started to, to 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 puke and turn green and everything. And then when I watched it the second time, I watched it with my wife, and immediately she looked at me and she went, "She ate peanuts, didn't she?" And I went, "I don't know, maybe." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, and that's the thing is I immediately that happened and and I thought, well, okay, he's not he didn't kill her because uh he he wouldn't be able to do it. He's 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 he probably figured, oh, what's one more zombie out in the wild? But but then I was also thinking like probably a good thing he didn't kill her because that's definitely like a peanut allergy that they're just trying to mask. It works, don't get me wrong. Like if you miss that point and you don't connect the dots and you're not necessarily paying attention, you can miss it and just think like, oh, she got bit because she's useless, right? She literally describes that she was hiding in a bunker of food for, for 10 years. Like, how did you survive 10 years? It's like, oh, I just literally sat in a freezer for 10 years. And and yeah, I mean, I it worked. It, and it was funny. Um, I think the thing that, and again, you, you get to the next part where Little Rock has run off with uh, Berkeley, this, this like sort of hippie. And you're thinking to yourself, like, this doesn't work. Like, that's not going to work. It's it's the hippie. The guy smokes weed, yada, yada. But they have fun with it. And, it, they, and as they, a stereotype, they, it works. They, they have fun with it. It works. And 
you you they intentionally make you not like his character, but not in a like, oh, I hope he dies, but in a like, oh, I know people like this. Yeah. And, and, and and you go, oh, I know people like this. And the thing and, is, I'm glad he didn't he didn't die because again, like that's the easy way out, especially with uh, with Madison. You're like, well, she's gonna die because that's the easy way out. And I think that's where this movie uh, plays with plays with the tropes in a in an interesting way, where it's like they don't kill off, you know, the the dumb blonde stereotype. They don't kill off the weed smoking hippie they kill off the uh the the clones the duplicates that pop up which i thought was hilarious and i wish i hadn't seen the trailer because i think that spoiled that moment i i i think that if they had just shown luke wilson's character and made it like woody harrelson's character being meeting like himself yeah that would have been fine and i would have been cool with that fine but when the other, I think the other kid showing up ruined that bit in the commercial. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and and they were great. And I knew that they couldn't stick around. I knew that something was going to have to happen to them because they were not going to let there be two and two yeah. wandering around for the rest of the movie. It would have made for a really weird movie. At it, that would, it would have been distracting, basically. I think I think they're around for just the right amount of time in that they were yeah they were around just long enough for you to get the jokes kind of accept the fact that it was going on and then boom make them bad guys Mm -hmm. yeah by by zombie like they got they both get bit in in this interaction and 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 i think it was uh it was an opportunity for rules like never be afraid to ask for help and clearly it's like these guys are are machoing it up and it works in that they they go out there they they take care of it but you know they get bitten i'm glad rosario dawson uh hang uh hung in there i really like i had i had a funny feeling she was gonna make it i did i at no point did i think her character was in any danger to be honest Mm -hmm. yeah you can't you can't kill her off i mean you give uh you give woody harrelson's character someone to someone to hang out with and they work well together like that would just and that's the thing is it, it this isn't the walking dead uh and you go back i go back to the tropes conversation they're not using characters dying to give you an emotional reaction characters are dying for a comedic reaction so killing rosario dawson killing any of the main characters wouldn't have worked because that wouldn't have been funny it actually would have ruined the whole experience so them strategically choosing which characters come and go for the story is all about comedic it's a comedy right so of course like, yeah. I'm, I'm preaching to the choir but but it works and they don't fall into that like that uh sort of temptation to to pull a walking dead and i really love it i really love that aspect of this movie and i i finished it and i was like and they even right. do they even do the thing that was the best what what i enjoyed about the first there's this buildup where, yeah, they kill a couple of zombies. And then at the end of the movie, there's a horde and they've got to find out what to do and how to do something. And they immediately set up in the last one, they had guns. They had mm. plenty of weapons. They could kill all the zombies. And in this one, it was like, oh, yeah, by the way, we made them get rid of all their weapons before this horde showed up. And so our heroes have to figure out a way to kill a horde of zombies without any weapons. And they do it. 
and the way they do it is absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I didn't realize what they were going to do when they did what they did. Uh, I saw all the people with the shields and, and them like setting up, and he said gauntlet, and I wasn't even thinking about what he was, what Woody Harrelson's idea was, until they started climbing up the stairs and the zombies started to chase them, and I went, oh, I know exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But what it wasn't that until that. Um. It's a thing that I've seen in other movies where a bunch of people have shields and you've got to kind of walk the hallway and get roughed up and banged up and get to the end of the hallway kind of thing. Oh. Uh, hmm. It's like a I've hazing seen, thing or something? It's like a hazing thing. I've never experienced it, but I've seen it in other movies. Hmm. Interesting. No, I think, uh, I think you know, the, the whole movie, it's easy to look at this film and watch it and be like, oh, this is terrible. But you could do that with any movie, really. But when when you for me, when I watched this, I'm like, well, I went in with, you know, normal expectations, and I came out with being quite satisfied with how they did it. Personally, I'd be stoked if ever if they just decided to come back and do one of these every ten years. You know, I think you could do one more in ten years. Honestly, the way they end the film is this could be the last one forever, or they could wait like five or six years to do another one. Yeah, and I and I really wouldn't be surprised if we see a third one. Well, yeah, the way they the way they talk about uh, all the interviews. I mean, for the last ten years, we've been reporting on Zombieland two. Every and... single one of them since the first movie has been like, "Yeah, I'd love to do another one. I just don't have time right now." Mm-hmm. I I mean, I'm looking. I have the Wikipedia article up here, and we'll link it. But you know, if you go to the future section, the the only thing in the future section is the director Ruben. Uh, Feischner or Feischer uh, has stated, "I would love to do a Madison standalone movie." Um, I mean, no. <laughs> here's the thing: it, you'd have to, it'd have to be right. You'd have to do it. You'd ha- that would be a hard film to do and make it interesting. Uh, her character is not interesting enough to base an entire film on her. I'm sorry. No, I but, mean you're right, but, but I mean if the director has an idea. Maybe it would work. No, he doesn't. He just said that because he wanted to say something, and he probably liked working with that actress, and he wants to do more with her. He just wants to be funny. Yeah. All right. Yes. I can see that. I mean, she's she's in a lot of she's in a lot of stuff. She she's a uh, she works, you know. Um, uh, but uh, but the other thing too is is I had heard that Bill Murray was in this at some at mm. some way, shape, or form. And then when they make reference to him, when Rosario Dawson says something about murried. being married, I was like, huh, I wonder if that's the reference, if that's the Bill Murray callback. And that's the only one in the movie. And boy, was I surprised in the mid credit sequence when they cut to the promotion <laughs> of Garfield 3 and Bill Murray's being interviewed. And I was like, wait, where are they going with this? Yeah. And then... It immediately cuts to Bill Murray killing zombies with a, a collapsible chair and running from zombies. And he does it like he's playing. He's not even taking it seriously. It's amazing. It feels like how Murray is in real life. You know, like yes. he's just, he's not quite aloof. He's almost like he's hes hovering between aloof and I don't give a shit about anything or anyone. And and it works in that he's like he's watching people die around him, and I mean, he's not going out of his okay. way to fuck right. people I over. Should, but... I, I will admit to listeners right now. Okay, I'm a huge Bill Murray fan. 
I am uh, too. Don't, if, don't if, you, if you have if you haven't watched it on Netflix, there is a documentary about Bill Murray. Okay. Where they this guy literally follows around and re and, and talks to people where Bill Bill Murray just does weird stuff to random people on the street. And like at one point he shows up at this guy's house party and plays the drums with the band and does it all night and then gets up, does the dishes and leaves. And doesn't say anything to anybody. Hmm. And then somebody else is out taking like their wedding photograph photos, like or their engagement photos, and he happens to be walking down the street and he like photo bombs them and then starts taking photos with them at their engagement ceremony. And and it's just it's full of all these weird, crazy stories where something happens, Bill Murray just happens to be there and he does weird stuff. And so when I saw the uh, the outbreak thing, I was like, oh, wait, this is really just like what Bill Murray did in that that movie I watched a while ago. This is kind of awesome. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think, uh, you know, he he fits well in the movie as I don't like if they were to do a third one. Can you do the Bill Murray thing again? Like, I think they kind of ex- they they kind of they uh they played their card with this one where it's like okay we're gonna give you a treat here's some bill murray stuff i mean maybe you could do you could do you could do it again but maybe i don't know like it's tough he also definitely aged 10 years right like the guy is getting he's getting up there in age right yeah no i i i I liked it in this uh i think if they were to do it again they'd have to do something a different callback and maybe do a callback to uh Luke Wilson and the other kids' role characters. Hmm, that'd be interesting. Yeah, and where they they just show up at the end of the, the 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 credits or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean overall, I I really like the movie. Honestly, it's exactly it's exactly what we we need right at this moment. But when I was watching it, I was like, this is a solid zombie movie, but also a solid comedy. It brings over all the quirks and, and and comedic timing of the first one uh jesse eisenberg is this weird actor that just he i don't see him in much anymore and it was just really refreshing to see him in this um I, I, the last couple of things i've watched him in have been like dramas or heavy on the drama stuff okay. and or they've been like black comedies where there is a little bit of humor, but he, he the, he's got. There's some movie on Hulu right now. It's called like, The Art of Self Defense. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, and I started it, and in it, it's like the first like thirty minutes is like watching him awkwardly like get shit on by a bunch of people, <laughs> and 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 every time he tries to like defend himself or speak up people just like either leave the room or make fun of him to his face and i was like i you know what i kind of don't like this i know it's going to go someplace else later but i'm really not in the mood to watch him get picked on for 30 minutes right now uh and this starts out right away and i was like oh wait no this is the Jesse Eisenberg i like mhm yeah no yeah he he's solid i mean the last i would have seen him in would have been uh uh well would have been justice league or or superman batman versus superman i mean i think 
I think he would have made a, a good Lex Luthor if if those movies had good writing and story. If they but... weren't, if, yeah, if they weren't written by the worst writer in the world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't mean to invoke, you know, the. You invoked it, man. You invoked it. I know, and I apologize for people who are fans of that. I mean, like, there's a lot wrong with that. Uh, I think, I think you can salvage the DCEU without without uh, tarnishing or trashing everything that's come before it. Like, you can you can bounce back. It's not a problem, and I hope they do because I love DC characters. Batman, he's the. He's the original comic book hero for me. Marvel, I knew nothing of Marvel. Batman, Superman, those were the first two that I latched onto as a kid. So I get it. I totally get it. And as someone who lived through the GameCube and Wii U era of Nintendo, um, <clears throat> you just, yeah, you got to stick with your guys, right? But uh, yeah, um, Zombieland 2, fantastic movie. Check it out. Uh, I, I really wish I had seen it in theaters. Yeah. And it, uh, it just came out at the wrong time of the year for me. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll get to it in like two weeks. And it came out of theaters really fast here. It did. Like no, two, we, like, it was like Christmas when it came out on digital. It, it was, it, it came out, uh, it, it released in October in theaters. And I had something going on. I had a bunch of weddings every weekend and stuff that I had to go to. And uh, it messed up all of my plans to go see it. Mm -hmm. And then that got over and then it came out at Christmas time and I broke my leg like, like two weeks before it came out on digital. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, it's been, so here's the thing. Like I've kind of, uh, now that I have kids, um, movies aren't a big thing. Cause I used to love going to the movies. I used to love saying to Ashley, like, let's go see this movie. And she'd come along and she'd, she was a sport about it. Um, you know, sometimes we'd see movies we both want to see. Sometimes they're just to have company. But now that I have kids, like I, I, I'll go to the movies by myself. And I've gotten really good at just accepting the fact that that's perfectly fine. And I actually really enjoy it, you know, because uh, when you're not in the movie by yourself, you're at you're at home taking care of two screaming children. Um, so it's a nice break. And uh, the last movie I would have saw would have been 1917. I saw that in theaters, and my gosh, was that an amazing experience. But I feel like Zombieland 2 would have been a fun theater experience in the sense that you would be sharing those jokes with everyone else. I mean, it's a no. No, it's instead, I saw, no instead I saw The Dead Don't Die in, 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 at the drive-in. I uh, kind of wish I had seen this instead. Yeah, this at the drive-in would have been cool. I. <laughs> I think like where I struggle is like with comedies. I'm like, you know what? I can wait the two months for it to come out on digital and, and rent it. Um, but with this one, I think it's a good combination of action and comedy and would have been really cool to see on the big screen. So I I do feel a little bummed. Like, I'll say this. I'll make a pact here. If they make a Zombieland 3, I'll see it in theaters. And uh, and you heard it here first. So No, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, that does it for the topic, but we do have some thoughts and news as to what our next episodes will be. So essentially we've planned the next two episodes. Uh, Lou is going to binge the rest of the walking dead season 10, and we are going to cover the second half of the season of the 10th season, um, which is ending with episode 15. So if all works out schedule wise, we should have a new episode at some point in April. Uh, as we've mentioned or alluded to, you know, uh, my wife, well, both Lou and I's wives are pregnant 
Uh, mine is due at the end of March, so literally in four days. And uh, Lou is looking at the July time frame, so we'll get some content to you in April. Uh, I have to. I have two kids, so a third one's almost like, you know, just just put it in the we, back. We'll be fine. We we've discussed this off mic. At some point in the next four weeks, you're gonna get an episode yeah. of some kind. Yeah, we exactly. just can't promise you what it's gonna be yet. And this, this is the thing. I'm really excited to talk about The Walking Dead season ten because I feel like it's had more hits than misses. And I'm really interested to see how they wrap up uh, the whispers, and uh, yeah. So we'll discuss that on the next episode. And, and then the episode after that, we're going to talk about Return of the Living Dead Part Two. Exactly. Uh, and that's Ryan Lou's Watson. thoughts. That's Lou's suggestion. Just wanted to yep, throw that out. There. Yep. We, uh, we were trying to come up with some movies to talk about. Uh, in the uh, we've covered a lot of stuff in the past. We did Ryan watches for a while, and Ryan mm. watched a bunch of crazy movies. At one point, I know I made him watch Return of the Living Dead Part 1. And I liked it. Uh, I remember watching and, it. And, I liked and, it. And he enjoyed it. It is a comedic zombie movie. Uh, that's kind of the Return of the Living Dead's take for the first three. I, have, I haven't. I I saw four a long time ago, and I don't remember if there's it was. four comedic. of them? There's six of them. What? You're kidding. There's five or six of them. And when did the sixth one come out? Like, did they just. Like, uh. uh Three came out in the mid '90s, and then they didn't do any until like the mid 2000s, hmm. like 2006 or 2007, around the birth of Netflix. Wow! And it in it in it's called Return of the Living Dead, Rave of the Dead, or something like that. And the zombie outbreak happens at a rave. Huh. I okay. Well, and then they immediately did a five like the following year and they were both straight to video. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I think and I think that both four and five did well enough that they did a six straight to video one as well. Okay. Well, I, I haven't seen five and six. I know I've seen the fourth one at some point. But it was it, it it wasn't for this show, so I really wasn't paying attention. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, it'll be interesting. So I think that pretty much um, that'll cover us for the next uh, couple of uh, at least the next month or two, and um, that should take us right up to the Last of Us Part Two, which I will be playing, uh, and and we will we will certainly discuss. Obviously, we'll have Resident Evil Three to talk about as well, so we'll have thoughts on that on the next episode. We sh- we should, I think. Uh, at least Lou will, uh, I'm guessing, because you're going to play it at launch, right? Yes. Okay. So we'll have uh, some thoughts I, on that. Yes, we definitely have some shot, uh, thoughts on that. I'm actually going to be on vacation in the middle of April. Mm. So uh, that will give me plenty of time to play through some Resident Evil. Sweet deal, man. Well, I hope that uh, that, that helps our listeners to understand what's what's going on in our lives and, and what's going to be going on on the, the ZAMP feed over the next couple of months. I'm really excited to, for what we're going to be talking about, I'm excited to jump back into Resident Evil and uh, The Walking Dead and Return of the Living Dead. So look forward to that. Uh, Lou, this has been an episode. Uh, our fine listeners can chat with us directly. If you're you know missing us uh, in between episodes, you can go to our ZAMP Discord, bit.ly slash ZAMP Discord. I want to thank the patrons, patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast. I really, really appreciate our fine patrons who have supported us over the years. 
Um, it, it helps us, you know, pay hosting, pay for, for our domains and all that fun stuff that's required to run a website these days. So I really appreciate it. You keep the lights on. Um, you can find our website, speaking of which, at zombiesatemypodcast.com. You can email us, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at Zombies Podcast to know when new episodes go live on the feed. You can also like us on Facebook at Zombies Ate My Podcast on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, myself at R. Murphy. I'm posting a lot of Animal Crossing stuff. You can find Lou at Busy Zombie Lord. Lou, what are you posting over there? What are you, what are you tweeting uh, about? Nothing at the moment. Nothing at the moment. He's just retweeting a bunch of uh, interesting facts about zombies. Maybe. 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 Now he's going to have to. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, I'm going to have to, man. We'll thanks figure it out. Put, thanks for putting work on my plate, man. Well, you know, you just... Uh, you can retweet all our news articles we're going to cover. There we are. Now, we're, now we've got it. Uh, also, a quick shout-out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You can see all of his great stuff at joelduggan.com. Alu, send us out with your busy zombie lord knowledge. Zombie kill of the decade. It's a bunch of zombies jumping off a building. It's mm. amazing. Mm-hmm. The gauntlet. Mm-hmm.